Moncrief on News Talk. Luckily, conversation about menopause is beginning to open up in Ireland, but there's still a lot of mis- and disinformation to wade through when getting to grips with the condition. For example, anxiety is a common symptom of perimenopause, but can take women by total surprise uh, when they've never experienced it before. According to Dr. Quiva Hartley of Menopause Health, at least 80% of women will have changes in cognition that cause brain fog, which is typically associated with perimenopause and menopause. There are ways to cope with the adverse effects of menopause, and there is no one-size-fits-all. Dr. Hartley's here to talk us through managing menopause. Uh, Quiva, you're very welcome today. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Tom. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Um, I, I, I'd say you'd say menopause is being opened, opening up uh, conversations about it much more. I think this is the third conversation I've had about it um, <laughs> on radio or TV and various things in the last 12 months. So, so that is a kind of sign, isn't it? There you go. You're getting an education. Nothing wrong with that. It's good. 100%. I think it's great to see it for, yeah. I think I've read Absolutely. two books on it now in preparation. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But what, what strikes me all the time is many women, uh, very many, don't seem to see it, see it coming um, and don't, at times don't connect whatever's going on in their life with it. Yeah, I mean, it's such an individual process. It's a bit like puberty. We all go through puberty totally different to each other. And some people will get acne and some people will get heavy periods and other people will get none of the above. So menopause is exactly the same. And perimenopause in particular, when your periods are still happening, but there's an awful lot of fluctuating with the hormones and it just becomes really individual. So we'll see some women develop issues with their mood or cognition or with anxiety, for example. For other women, it's all physical. They might get hot flushes or night sweats. They might get the vaginal symptoms. And, you know, and so on. And I think that lack of being able to find a common ground all of the time means that people often feel a bit lonely. They might feel isolated with their symptoms and it just makes it very confusing for people to know what is actually causing what. You're also juggling an awful lot at this point in your life for, you know, very different to puberty in some ways. I think through perimenopause for a lot of women, you know, they might be dealing with their jobs or a family or minding elderly parents or whatever it might be. And all of the kind of pressure of these expectations means it's really difficult to know what's a hormonal symptom, what's just due to life. And it seems that as people go through this, they like, start to think there might be something going on with me. But as they go through all the different things that are going on, you mentioned a range of them there. Um, it seems to be the idea that they might be going through perimenopause uh, or menopause itself is the last thing that goes through their mind. Yeah, again, I think that just speaks to how busy we all are, how busy modern life is. We're all getting whip rounds in the office and yes. busy doing all these other things. So, hiding in, hiding in the toilet during the whip round in the office. So there, there you go. So there's a burden of a lot of responsibility on people. Um, and I think, you know, for years, I suppose, because perimenopause in particular wasn't really spoken about and it wasn't really acknowledged that these hormonal fluctuations could create symptoms at all. How were women to know what was really happening to them when we weren't educating them at all and what was happening in their bodies. So that's such an important bit of it, I think, is to make sure the information is there. Not everybody's symptomatic. Lots of women fly through these years and they and they thrive and they've no problem at all, which is great. But it's more for the women who are symptomatic and they need to know where to go. They need access to accurate, evidence-based, reliable yes. information. Um, I was reading an article and you do feature in it um, later on in it where you kind of, uh, the woman talks to you, but it's a woman who was going through perimenopause and uh, was thinking all the things in her life 
that were, were starting to get to her. Her children were getting older. She was reflecting on that, uh, the, the relentless cycle of bad news, which I think we're all kind of shrugging our shoulders at the news in, in the world today. Uh, all of those things were what were front of her mind. And then when she had to go to this trip to America, or, sorry, to London, she was overcome by anxiety. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, it is probably multifactorial. So, you know, I'm certainly not saying, look, all of these symptoms that are happening through that phase of your life are going to be attributable to hormonal change. Like, obviously, the hormonal change is the backdrop. It maybe creates a bit of vulnerability. It makes you really um, susceptible to maybe being more anxious or having more issues with your sleep or having issues with your mood. But it's not 100% of the problem. That's why it's so complicated, because we are juggling all these other issues and other stressors and all the horrible stuff that's in the news at the moment, but it's always been horrible stuff in the news, you know, but it's particularly bad at the moment. But I think all of that, it's multifactorial. So it's not just down to one thing. And that becomes really important, I think, when we talk to women about how to manage these symptoms, because it isn't as simple as just one intervention for a lot of women. It's coming at it from a few different angles. It's addressing all these different factors in their life that are kind of contributing to this melting pot of symptoms that they're now having to deal with. So uh, just just trying to, you know, try and help people if, if people are ex- experiencing people listening to anxiety, how do they start trying to ask themselves? The, is, are, are there the right questions to ask themselves to try and work out? Is this anxiety related to what's going on in my body or is, is it the external things around me? Yeah, I suppose we look at, when someone comes into us, we look at the obvious things first. So you look at their menstrual history, like are their periods still regular or have they changed? And a lot of women will report, look, you know, they're not as regular as they used to be. There may be, my cycle's a little bit longer. There's now five or six weeks between my periods or the opposite. They might be getting periods a little bit more frequent. Both would be really typical of perimenopausal change. And then the other thing we ask, especially early on, is are your symptoms cyclical? So often they're related to your cycle. That's a big key kind of indicator that there is definitely something hormonal contributing to anxiety. So women might say, look, you know, I used to get a little bit of PMS, but now the week or two before my period comes and it's every month, I just feel dreadful. It's like I've fallen off a cliff or my anxiety goes through the roof and I wake up with this, you know, pit of my stomach feeling. That cyclical pattern really kind of um, reflects potentially that there's something hormonal going on. So that's a really key indicator. And then obviously we talk to them about all the other stressors in their life as well and try to pick it apart, but it can be difficult. But certainly worsening PMS symptoms are really, really... um, like really reflect something hormonal happening in the background. Right. If you if you do find that it is something hormonal happening in the background, what are you able to do about it? Lots. Thankfully, I think the first step is really talking about it. I think even coming in and just having the conversation can be therapeutic for some women and giving them, like empowering them with, with that information of what's happening in their body. And we go through that in detail, like what's happening in your ovaries? Why is this creating a change in how your brain is responding to certain situations? And there's biology behind all of that. So explaining that is really important. Looking at simple things like increasing exercise, reducing caffeine and alcohol, and even introducing something like cognitive behavioral therapy can be really helpful. So not everything is on a prescription. I think you have to start with the kind of holistic approach. After that, I think we, you know, we break it into really how impactful these symptoms are on their quality of life. And if someone feels the need to start a medication, there's really good non-hormonal medication out there. There are antidepressants, there's medication that are anti, you know, made for kind of anti-anxiety purposes. And they have a role and they have a place for some women. And for others, they might find a hormonal approach more effective or more suitable to them. And so that would be something like, um, it's often hormone replacement therapy or HRT. And so that's something else that we would discuss the risks 
the benefits, the pros, sure. the cons. Um, I, I wanted to bring uh, people's partners into this, if I could. Um, hmm. if, if if these people are married, if you know they have a husband or a partner or whatever, um, should the partner be kind of on the lookout for symptoms? Should the partner be asking? Could there be things going on here? Um, would the partner be in a position to try and and ask questions like that? It's dangerous territory, I think, Tom, <laughs> you agree? So I, think I you can see the be, risks. <laughs> so can I. I think, I think like anything, you have to be sensible and empathetic and supportive. So, you know, you often know your partner better than they might know themselves at times. And I think having a sensitive conversation about it is important. So maybe pick your timing when you're going to bring something up, not when they're upset or they've lost their temper or there's something else going on. Um, and let them let them have the conversation. Conversation. So just give them an open question, like what's going on at the moment, as sure. opposed to saying, are you perimenopausal? Oh, well. um, <laughs> so, you know, so to have an open question. Right. And allow them the space and the room to have a supportive conversation about what's happening in their in their life. So thread very, very carefully indeed. Um, as, as you would with anything. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Cuiva, thanks very much for that. And uh, it's lovely talking to you today. Dr. Cuiva Hartley there, uh, menopause specialist. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.